Hello, I'm your host, Rich Berg. Welcome to Freedom, Part 1, A Reckoning in America. We are undoubtedly living in the most challenging of times. From Charlottesville, the George Floyd murder, the use of military force on civilians, the vital importance of the Black Lives Matter movement, and the inept federal response to the COVID pandemic. Whatever the issue, we cannot close our eyes to the world around us. Not today, not ever. Our collective voice has power. I hope you'll be inspired to speak up. And with the presidential election around the corner, whatever your political ideology, be sure to exercise your right and responsibility to vote. No one said it would be easy. Sick, suffering, and afraid, America is not doing well. We'll open the program with My Conscience, My Country, Land of Dreams and Nightmares. Give us your tired, your hungry, your poor, those willing to earn their citizenship. Give us America's tired, hungry, and poor, those that cannot fend for themselves, for all to be educated and self-reliant, to be under one, many, or no God, part of the Pledge of Allegiance, not its shadow. In the land of the free and the home of the brave, how could we ever let any man be slave? How could the icon of American liberty been a woman who could not vote? Standing before the ark of American liberty, feel the footsteps of your ancestral people taking their first step in freedom. Shed tears of joy for everyone taking their first step, overshadowed by clarity of heartache. For little boys and little girls, mothers and fathers, taking their first step without the hand of the other. If we believe all men and women are created equal, why are some born into upper-class, educated families, others into abject poverty? It's not our culture that brings us here. It's having culture. It's not anyone's culture. It's everyone's culture. When government fails to meet this objective, it is the responsibility of the people to alter, institute new, organized in a manner to better serve our safety and happiness. Freedom is hard. Equality is harder. Morality is unrelenting. Give us all tired, hungry, and poor, whose vocabulary is void of the word convenient. All tired, hungry, and poor. Be inspired with confidence so they will no longer suffer. Under the pains and penalties of morality, we may hold these words to be self-evident in furthering the cause of mankind and Lady Liberty.
in addition to being characterized as loving and nurturing, I've also been characterized as opinionated, outspoken, and nervingly blunt, for which I agree and make no excuses. This next poem is titled Rich Rap. Caution! When I'm flash, rapping, front, talking, shop, shooting. No remix clip or lyric trick. Front stroke, backstroke, side stroke, no joke. Serious to delirious, I am busting loose. Rich rapping. The anti-discriminator. Culture barrier breaker rehabilitator. We come from tough times, broken homes. Too much alone. Seeking thrills with booze and pills getting stoned. We speak with despicable language, yet never lose sight of our children. We lyricize audacious attitude while teaching the world how to freestyle, get real low, catapult that mind into a planetary orbit better than any university degree. We are the multisyllabic, rhythmically significant, critical bit of wit, doing more for race relations than any act of Congress. So check it at the door and shut it as we genuflect and show you how to hammer the hammer that makes the it, the it, the it fit to spit. Because it is what it is, except when it isn't what it is, was never what it was. Now it is what it is because we redefined what it is that made it what it was and set it straight. So that black boys and white boys and white boys and black girls and black girls and white girls and white girls and black boys and everyone in between wouldn't be wrong to respect each other. After some First Amendment litigation, we can say those bad words on stage and in our recordings if we want to. We don't always want to. That wouldn't be nice. I'd be real nice to have ourselves a big old soiree at the cafe, eat to this, drink to that, chit and chat, with an open mic, rhyme and tie, inspired by your beautiful, poetic voices. Everyone be laughing, crying, spilling out emotion all over the place. When it's time to go, we all be hugging and smiling and saying goodbye. Before we do say goodbye, promise. You'll give these words the good home they deserve so they can grow strong, proud, role models for future generations. We are not mere witnesses to history. We are living it. And my next poem gives you some insight into that. Facing Oppression. Uncle Fred, as a child, survived the concentration camps. Was he my age? I was too afraid to ask. Someone said he had the numbers to prove it. As a teenage Jew, I knew the numbers were burned into his skin. First thing learned in Hebrew school, Jewish doesn't mean better. Second was about other religions. Third, never forget. How could we? Books, pictures, and family accounts filled the temple library. Just the name 
Holocaust. Scary. No one forgets scary. Uncle Fred always had good stories. If we needed a laugh, he'd start a story in English and finish it in French, Spanish, or Japanese. Sometimes all three. Or he'd read from the encyclopedia, insisting, we'll never forget. I remember a juxtaposition and a paradiddle from before I could drive. When he told us about surviving concentration camps, I was speechless. I thought, when I grow up, I'll find those SOBs in the American Army and take care of the rest. I knew American Army was planes, guns, and serious. Between high school, girls, and sports, I forgot for longer periods of time. I was proud to be a Jew, but it came with an intermittent sick feeling. Who knew? And how to forget and not forget. Elders of my family and some of my parents' friends spoke Yiddish mixed with Hebrew and Yiddish mixed with English. Occasionally, friends my parents hadn't seen in years would visit for a holiday or some big to-do teenagers don't care about. We picked up a few things along the way. Some of them just had that look. Sick when they're not. Sad when happy. I read Hebrew well back then, almost as well as English. At temple services, I read both while others prayed or sat quietly. Then, Yizkor, a prayer for remembering the dead. And the rabbi's reminder, try to pledge to plant a tree in Israel. I put it together. Part of my family was Israeli Jew. Another part of my family was American Jew and European Jew. The other, we pledged to never forget. Every culture of that generation lived through horrible times. For today's American military families and friends, the price tag is different, yet still horrible. My next poem is 21 Guns Under the Red, White, and Blue. Airborne ICU breathing you, 20 units stop the damn bleeding. Diminished pulse, another transfusion. Chopper spinning into confusion. No movie magic, no illusion. No take two. And a combat rescue. Descent. 400 feet, 200 feet, minus 100, sir. Morphing drip, slip, trip, and holler. Displaced IV and cervical collar. Failing lung and lacerated face. Another marker in the death race. Smack down into base camp perimeter. Shrapnel punctured leg and gut. Sedate. Cut. Clamp. Amputate. Soldier dies, close eyes, we cry. The Army, Navy, and Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and Reserves keep it over there, not here. The velocity atrocity, every time someone dies, even enemy eyes, they cry. Take it home in their heart and die a little too. Don't like it, despise it, must be another way. Until then, time and again, they are the heroes, defending our freedom from start till the end. 
When does it become peace and democracy? In what generation? I'm sorry anyone has to be at war. More sorry. Some don't come home. You get the call a parent's nightmare, realizing your soldier child became an angel, living a dedication beyond words. We're the mother of, the father of, the sister and the brother of, the son, the daughter, the grandparent of, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the best friend of, the teacher and the officer of. These soldier children are our future veterans. Save the economy and bail out Wall Street, play the lobbyist and screw Main Street, but don't ever consider letting a vet worry about housing, health care, or enough to eat. 21 guns under the red, white, and blue, his boots came home alone. Both hands cold, his tags we hold. Both hands cold, his flag we fold. Both hands cold. One more year, he'll never be that old. It's not all doom and gloom. Most days, America has much to celebrate. For one, the U.S. is a mecca for inventions. We invented national parks, teenagers, rock and roll, rap, the PC, cell phones, and the internet. We invented blue jeans, sunglasses, jelly beans, crayons, Play-Doh, deodorant, and of course disposable diapers. Things will get better. My next poem offers some insight as to why. More powerful than lightning. Deeper than the galaxy, turbulent like the sun, whimsical like clouds, and way more powerful than lightning. Inhale poetry, the foundation of gospel blues and soul, the inspiration for rock pop and hip hop, the inflection in country folk and a Broadway show, the reason our hearts beat fast and slow. The poetry is in the music, the music is in our culture, it's how we know we're alive. So drop that beat into my veins, and just like some is pouring rain. Let that riff chill my spine, for tapping them boots on down the line. All if tan, black, or white, we cover your back. That's right. It's about the music, cultural respect at its core, because a culture of proximity is racist in the first degree, even when spoken politely. That bridge that binds also blinds. If you can't see how I feel, your bridge is weak, not made of steel. It gave kings and queens parliament and the people voice in our government. It brought power out of Martin Luther's dream. Be judged on your character, let freedom reign. Once sung by rabbis, chaplains, and the Pope to educate the people and give them hope. Now it's the voice of Buddhists, Muslims, and Hindus natives, Christians, and Jews, and those with no religious views. And if you heard Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad rap, it would turn your heads and make your finger snap. Now think about that. Don't go messing with society. We should know better than to challenge those three. 
They've got the power, style, and the grace. They're number one fans of the human race. Since really all we need is love, they'll take a step back, or maybe two, and find something constructive with healing to do. It's good for our body and good for our soul. It's good for our sex life, even when we get old. Now about what it is we can do, be on our game with the right view. Let it be said and let it be done. Follow your dreams and follow the sun. Let it be said and let it be done. Follow your dreams and always have an irresistible, almost sinful boatload of fun. Back to our current state of turmoil. In the wealthiest, most powerful nation in the world, no one should be left behind. Open letter to Congress. Where's your shame, you ignorant sinners? Fat, untaxed dollar dinners. While the hearse rolls down Main Street for you, it's just another dollar, just another day. The people have a right to know why the disparity between wealth and poverty drums a beat so deep. No longer are we land of the free, home of the brave. We've become an equal opportunity creator of economic slavery. Indifferent to color of skin, language spoken, and national origin. The stakes have never been so high. The beneficiaries, so few. Titans of industry rewarded for swallowing businesses and families, neighborhoods and communities, one foreclosure at a time. While the rest of us set an extra place at the table to ease the pain of the less fortunate as we bow our heads for a nation that lost its self-respect. Self-respect isn't everything. It's the only thing. This class war has always been here and will remain until we stop treating each other like acid rain, a parasitic food chain, a prejudice bearing Congress's name. Amid the rhetoric and confusion, the strength of a nation is measured by the health of its people. And right now, too many feel insignificant, not a part of it, too poor, without the health to care and not much more to say, except their little pink house turned gray. If we're to continue being the civilized people of the most powerful nation in the world, we ought not waste this opportunity to stand proud in the face of humanity. I firmly believe that public service requires the highest level of trust and respect. The most successful leaders exemplify this and they receive it back from their constituents. This piece is titled, Glass Houses. Self-reliant, defiant, this once economic giant, short-sighted and greedy, an empty cupboard for the needy. Wake up, America. We don't need a wall to hide our self-righteous innocence. Amid a failing COVID response, domestic financial incompetence, and the abundance and tolerance of corruption and violence. 
We need safer children's schools delivering better tools so they grow up smart and strong and go right where we went wrong. Washington political, void of sincerity and clarity, squandering prosperity while society runs amok, disparaging ethnicity, and a blatant disregard for the working class. Overtaxed, misled, and fed too much unhealth care, ill-informed and unemployed, is more criminal than unfair. Housing affordable, an oxymoron in quicksand, from a barricade of tariff trade and more tax credits than revenue made. A supersized welfare prize. Billions in self-legislated subsidies to government's friendliest businesses and families. This subsidy checks in the mail legislative welfare is nothing short of F-R-A-U-D. Speak up, America. Don't let the status be quo and silently corroborate this treason upon the state. Demand an investigation before they've ransacked the entire nation and spent ill-gotten gain on another million-dollar vacation. Assuredly, in the next administration, of course, Due process will prevail. If guilty plea or jury trial, a preponderance of evidence or reprosecution will end them up in jail. Pilfering social programs, ignoring veterans with no home, promoting systemic racism and asylum children caged are lessons we have not learned. If this is the best our country can do, it's not good enough for me. Demand a better U.S. of A. Return the flag for which it stands with honor and integrity to the land of the compassionate, the honest, the free. Anti-intellectualism and complacency have been crippling our country. In America, we tell government what to do, not the other way around. Timing is everything. If we do nothing, this moment will vanish. In spite of the grieving, hardship, and civil unrest, better days will return. Woven into the fabric of American freedom is its inherent resilience. And we'll end the program with the poem, Freedom. We live in a time of unprecedented personal freedom an individual power of voice. Worse than it being suppressed is taking it for granted. We must always support and defend the voice of the people, especially when its opinion steadfast opposes our own. There's evolution, pollution, and the Constitution, healthcare, welfare, and warfare, government spying, racial profiling, greed, and hypocrisy. And the iconic factories and warehouses, the truck stops and coffee shops of the people that made, made in the USA. We interrupt this poem for an important message. Your manufacturing jobs have been shipped overseas. We apologize for inconvenience and want you to know it's nothing personal. Alas, the censorship games. White out, leave out, black out. Gag order, reorder, disorder. Pixelization, politification, and propaganda. 
when all else fails, silence. In troubled times, we reaffirm our resolve, for the unscrupulous will always capitalize on the weakness of others. It's the word you've heard a thousand times before, from the Oval Office to the Senate floor, the supreme law of the land you can hold in your hand to take a stand without reprimand. Freedom is quite possibly the most powerful word in the world. We carry this freedom so boldly on our American shoulders that it makes the stars and stripes a constant reminder to promote and defend this freedom for those fortunate enough to have it, those who died in its honor, and those domestic and foreign whose dreams have yet to be realized. May we never forget them and what it truly means to be an American with freedom. In closing, democracy was never meant to be left alone. Its survival needs us to speak up and be involved in community. Also, be certain to vote. It's one of our most powerful agents of change. And mask up. The life you save could be your own. Thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed the program. Currently in production is Freedom Part 2. Music poetry, and politics. For comments and questions, I can be reached at richburgpoet at gmail.com, and that will also run in the credits. The Freedom Series is written and produced by Richburg and edited and distributed by ECAT Studios, Jason Daniels, Executive Director, 50 Oliver Street, Northeastern, Massachusetts.